See, the sad thing about a guy like you is in 50 years, you're going to start doing some thinking on your own, and you're going to come up with the fact that there are two certainties in life. One, don't do that. And two, you dropped 150 grand on a fucking education you could have got for a dollar fifty in late charges at the public library. Oh, this is this is a Hobbit bar, huh? I thought there'd be like equations and shit on the walls. Were you gonna plagiarize the whole thing for us? Do you have any thoughts of, of your own on this matter? Or do you is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you you pawn it off as your own as your own idea just to impress some girls, embarrass my friend? just slid my ticket across the table and I said, sorry guys, I gotta see about a girl. Welcome to the Stink Show! Welcome to the Stink Show. Hey, hey, I was at the garden and Paul Pierce, I swear to God, he fucking looked at me and he fucking hit the three-pointer and that's when we hit the fucking sixes, okay? And then, and then, that, that doesn't have, that don't hold a candle to the fucking time I was at the fucking, Teddy Bushki fucking came up into the stands. I'm, I know you don't believe me, but that's the way it fucking went down, okay? Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's Goodwill Hunting on season six, baby. It's episode three. Uh, we're somewhere around page 38. And, uh, and fucking Tommy Hans almost, oh yeah, you, you remember, you, would you hear the fucking, I was at the garden, I swear to God, I was in a fucking fist fight with Tommy Hines almost right fucking behind me, and Robert Parrish was there, and the, and the fucking chief was a fucking, Fuck these guys, man. Anyway, we're on page 30, whatever. And we're about to meet uh, the Robin Williams character, Sean. Sean McGuire, who uh, won an Oscar for this, you know. Um, so this is pretty good. He did pretty good. Robin Williams did pretty good. Doing it. Pretty good. This is Sean McGuire's dying and bereaving class. We talked about that, right? Sean McGuire lectured to his class in a resigned tone. Yeah, he's tired of teaching. He's tired of life. He's got that great beard. He's very hairy. He's a very hairy man. He finds himself resigned to the tedium of teaching core classes to an indifferent student body. All right, let's, let's uh, uh, establishing trust is the most important thing, uh, component in making breakthroughs with a, with a patient. Why? A beat Marine. Marine's only response is an empty stare. Uh, keep up the good work, Marine. Vinny. Vinny looks up. Uh, because trust is an important thing. Don't bullshit me, Vinny. Didn't your brother give you the notes? Okay, uh, if a patient doesn't trust you, then they don't feel safe enough to be honest with you then there's no point to them being in therapy it's like saying fine come here and don't tell me a thing and go home like you're doing something about your problems give me 50 bucks before you leave and then and, and, uh, yeah so it, I know he makes a joke about fucking Freud uh, more more cocaine than Freud blah, 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 blah. Uh, he looks around the room for approval and no one's listening Sean uh, if they don't feel they can trust you then there's no way you'll ever get them to sleep with you and that should be the goal of any good therapist insecure women you know nail them when they're uh, vulnerable that's always been my motto He's turning it. Okay, okay, I see. I got Vinny's attention. Hey, Vinny, Vinny will laugh. Laughter. Sean starts to resume his lecture when he notices Lambeau standing at the back. There's an awkward moment. Jerry, Sean, Sean, Sean. And then uh, Sean introduces him. Well, it seems we're in the presence of greatness. Professor Gerald Lambeau is a field. I don't know why I'm doing the other accent for him, but uh, well, we're, it seems we're in the presence of greatness. Professor Gerald Lambeau is a Fields Medals winner. Gubernatorial, uh, combinatorial mathematics, 1986. It was a vintage year in gubernatorial mathematics. The students stare blankly. Hello, the Fields Matter is the Nobel Prize for math. I did that was I did it wrong again. But it's the only, but it's only given out every four years. I beat. Okay, that's all for today. Try and get some. Uh, try to get through Fernald by Monday. Fernald, Fernald. Try to get through Fernald by Monday. 
Class starts to pack up if I Lambeau approaches. Sean, good to see you. Good to see you. Is there somewhere we can talk? They're in the Harvard Square now. Nope, this is different. Will and Skyler are on their first date. Uh, you know, they, they actually dated uh, Damon and uh, Mini Driver. And I swear to God, there's just no chemistry to me. But anyway, they watch a street magician doing tricks with a rabbit. It's almost always that rabbit's kind of not being treated well. The guy's uh, tricks are pretty good, but I uh, he could use some work. He's incessantly repeating the phrase, this is a rabbit. The rabbit really does the tricks. Okay, cool. I don't know about the rabbit thing. Did that, ever, did that actually go down? Did that happen? Okay, so this is the, okay, the, to the toy store. Cut to interior toy store later. And they do the whole thing in the toy store. Okay, Will and Skyler walk into a small shop. It's a toy store. Skyler, I don't know. It, it was just kind of a boring suburban thing. Private school, Harvard, and now med school. I actually figured that at the end of it, my brain would be worth a quarter of a million dollars. I shouldn't have told you that. Will. I bet you, your parents were happy to pay. I was happy to pay. I inherited the money. Will, is, is Harvard getting all that money? Stanford. I leave in June after I graduate. Uh, Stanford. Okay, Stanford. Uh, so you just want to use me and go. Well, I'm going to experiment on you for anatomy class, then go. Well, in that case, fine. Want to see my magic trick? Sure. Okay, Will pulls out a bulging handful of caramels. Why is it this whole, the whole thing's fucking really fascinating on caramels? Hey, I'm going to make all these caramels disappear. Okay, so Will goes into it all manner of a hocus-pocus theatrics. Then shakes his hand wildly. Uh, it looks better if you have a rabbit. So he just tosses them over his shoulder. Remember, he's like, hey, one, two, three. And he tosses them. And he's like, they're gone. It's a fucking kind of a disrespectful thing to the, to the shop owner. Cut to into your Lockaber restaurant. I don't know where Lockaber is, but... Lambeau and Sean share a table at this exclusive restaurant. Sean seems slightly out of place in his wrinkled sports coat. Lambeau, I didn't see you at the reunion. The reunion. He says he says some words really funny. Uh, Sean, I've been busy. You were missed. How long has it been since we've seen each other? Since Nancy died. I'm sorry, that damn conference. No, I got your card. I got your card. Interior, Harvard Square Diner, the Tasty. A fry cook hands Will and Skyler a pair of cheeseburgers. There's two cheeseburgers. Have you ever seen Annie Hall? Have you ever seen Annie Hall? No. Well, there's this part in the movie. It's about where, how, 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 how there's always this tension on the first date when both people are thinking about what's going to happen, the whole goodnight kiss thing. Will smiles. I really don't date much, he says. You know what I mean. I know you've at least thought about it. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. You were thinking about it when you're going to get a good, nice kiss. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. I was going to hope and get a good light laid, to be honest with you, but I'll take a kiss. She laughs. Uh, and she says, oh, you will? Uh, and he says, no, I was, I was hoping to get a kiss. Then why don't we just get that out of the way now? He looks at her, now? Now, yeah. Okay, so they're going to, both of them, cheeseburgers in their mouth. They kiss, but their mouth is full of cheeseburgers. So, fully cheeseburgered up, he, they kiss. And she's like, well, that had to be the first goodnight kiss. <laughs> and Will's like, hey, look, lady, I'm just here for the free food. Ah, you guys are great. She smiles, free. Yeah, I spent all my money on those caramels. Caramels. She laughs. Cut to interior uh, Lokaber. Lokaber? I don't know what that is. Lokaber? Lokober. All right. Uh, Lambeau and Sean, having finished their meal, Lambeau is now he's pitching Sean. Sean, I've been very busy, Jerry. I've got a full schedule. 
This kid's special, Sean. I've never seen anything like him. Okay, well, still, not much free time, Jerry. Have you ever heard of a man named Ramajun? Ramanamajun. Ramanamajun. <laughs> Ramanamajun. I don't know if I'm getting that right, but it sounds fun to say. Ramajamajun. I was down at the garden, Tommy Hanson was there, and I, w I swear to God, Ainge threw it up from the fucking rafters, and out of fucking nowhere comes fucking ML Carr. He fucking elbows a guy in the head, and then that fucking blood everywhere. Larry Legend picks it up. I swear to God, he does a fucking reversed alley-oop dunk to fucking Mikhail. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Sean nods his head. Yeah, okay. Lambo, he was alive over a hundred years ago. He was Indian. Dots, not feathers. Okay, uh, dots, not feathers. So this Ramun Jason lived in a tiny hit hut in India. No formal education, no access to other works. But he came across an old math book, and from the basic text, he was able to extrapolate theories that baffled mathematicism for years. And he mailed it to Hardy? That's right, Sean. He mailed it to Professor at Cambridge, who immediately recognized the brilliance in his works and where he contracted ammonia, pneumonia, and died at an early age. Yeah, he got that part right. Well, they worked together for the remainder of many of their lives, producing some of the most exciting math theory ever done. Ramon Jabez genius was unparalleled. Sean, this boy is like that, but he's very defensive, and I need someone who can get through to him. Why me? I need someone with your kind of background. My kind of background? You're from the same neighborhood, Sean. South Boston. He's from Southie? How many people did you try before you came to me? Well, five. Who? Barry? You got Henry? You got Rick? Lambo nods. Yes, not Rick. No, no, no. You didn't send him to Rick. Just meet with the boy once a week. Can we do it at my office? That would be fine. The waiter comes with a check. Each man reaches for it. Sean, please. I've got it. It's on the college. Yeah, Sean, let him give it to you. Lambeau definitely walks around with... He's carrying the air of the man who should always pick up the check. <laughs> okay, anyway. Sean relents. He, yeah, let it, let it go, dude. Rumor is, and I, you know, uh, honestly, when, when I apparently uh, Ben, you know, Ben had been in Mallrats, and, and I think Jason Amy. And uh, the other kid, what was his name? Damon was in, uh, he was in whatever, some other stuff. And apparently they'd, they'd written this and they'd tried so many times, but they'd, they'd realized that um, if, they if they wrote a really juicy part for a, a, an established male actor, that, that it would have Oscar buzz and then it, it would get funded. And they were right. Um, but, you know, there was some Weinsteining going on. So there's always going to be that tainted little fucking part of this, huh? Taint. Ooh. Okay, anyway, it's on the college. Anyway, so he's paying uh, the good dear God. Okay, Bunker Hill. Establishing short of uh, Plains Land nearby Logan, Will walks up the steps. So uh, Will come into uh, Sean's office, I believe. Uh, whatever. Interior, Sean's office. Uh, I believe we're on page uh, 45. <laughs> Sean's office is comfortable. It's very nice. Books are stacked against the wall. There's a painting on the wall behind Sean. Sean is seated behind a desk. Lambeau sits in a chair in the back of the room next to Tom. A long beat they wait. Uh... Mm -mm. Uh, any vulnerability he senses, says Lambo, he'll exploit. Sean, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. I can handle myself. Lambo, it's a poker game with this young man. Don't let him see what you've got. Sean nods. Will walks in. Here comes Will. Everyone stands to greet Will. Ooh, hoity-toity stuff. Okay, whoop-a-doop-a-doo. Lambo, hello, Will. Any, 
Any trouble finding the place? Nope. Nope. I'm good. Lambo. Well, this is Sean McGuire. Sean, we're hunting. Sean and Will nod. An awkward moment as the four men stand. Lambo. Okay, well, let's get started. Will. Yeah, okay. Yeah, whoopee. Let's hit. Let, let, let the healing begin. All right. Lambo is slightly embarrassed. Sean smiles at Will's joke. Would you excuse us? Sean says. Tom? You too, Jerry. Lambo looks at Sean, surprised. Sean stares, unwavering. After an awkward moment, Lambo goes, leaving Sean and Will alone. Will doesn't look at Sean for more than a second. He seems more interested in the room. There's a long silence as Sean watches Will. Hello, I'm Sean McGuire. A smile crosses Will's face as he walks to his chair and sits. He lights a cigarette. Sean continues to watch him, finally. Sean, where are you from, Southie? You buy all these books? You buy all these books retail, or do you send away for some sort of like a shrink kit that comes with all these volumes included? Have you read all these books, Will? Probably not. How about the ones on the top shelf? You seen those? Will? Yeah, I read those. What'd you think? Look, man, I'm not here for a fucking book report, all right? They're your books. Why don't you read them? I did. It must have taken a long time. Yeah, it took me a long time. Sean says with this with pride. He's determined... He, his determined stare and confident manner catch Will a bit off guard. Will rises from his chair and goes to the shelf. Will, looking at the book. History of the United States, Volume 1. You know, if you want to read a real history book, read how it zins a people's history of the United States. That, that book will knock you in your ass. How about Noam Chomsky's Manufacturing Consent? I, I recommend high, highly both of those books. Uh, you people baffle me. You spend all this money on beautiful, fancy books and they're the wrong fucking books. You think so? Hey, whatever blows your hair back. Will returns to his chair. Pause. Guy your age shouldn't smoke so much. Don't your growth. Yeah, you're right. It really gets in the way of my fucking jazzercise. I think he says yoga. Yeah, you're right. It really gets in the way of my yoga. Sean does not seem at all affected by Will's attitude. He remains behind the big desk with almost half a smile on his face. Will is aware of Sean's confidence. I don't think there's a desk in the room. I think they're just sitting in a nice room with a bunch of books. Mm. I don't think there's anything between them. I think they're just kind of, you know, in this little office with two chairs. Uh, so he's, he, whatever. He's, 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 uh, he's aware of the confidence. You lift? Yeah, I do. Nautilus? Nah, free weights. Oh, yeah, me too. What do you bench? 285. Oh. Will gets up again. Moves around his chair to Sean's painting. It's a painting of an old sailboat in a tremendous storm. By no means a masterpiece. Will studies it. You paint this? Yeah, you paint? No. Crayons? This is a real piece of shit. Tell you what, <laughs> tell me what you really think, Will. Eh, poor color composition, lousy use of space. But that shit doesn't really concern me. Oh yeah? What concerns you? The color here. You see how dark it is? It's interesting. Oh yeah? What's it? What, what's, what is it? I think you're one step away from cutting your fucking ear off. Oh, starry nighttime, huh? You ever heard the saying, any port in a storm? Sure, how about still waters run deep? Well, maybe that means you. Maybe that means... Maybe you're in the middle of a storm. A big fucking storm. Waves are crashing over the bow. The goddamn mast was about to snap. And you're crying for the harbor. So you do what you had to do. You get out. Maybe you became a psychologist. Maybe you should be a patient and sit down. Maybe you married the wrong woman. Watch your mouth. That's it, isn't it? You married the wrong woman. she leave you? Or was she banging someone else? Sean's walking slowly towards Will. How are the seas now? The 
in a flash. Sean has Will by the throat. Will is helpless. If you ever disrespect my wife again, I will end you, Chief. You got that? Time's up. Uh, for the record, the the uh, what the page uh, page fifty says: uh, If you ever disrespect my wife again, I will end you. Uh, so I believe he he added, "You got that, Chief." Time's up. At ease, gentlemen. Cut to interior Sean's office day. Sean stands behind his desk in his office, still very much on edge. Lambeau walks in. Five minutes, Sean, are you okay? A pause. Sean is staring at his painting. I'll understand if you don't want to work with him again. Thursday, four o'clock. Make sure the kid is here. Cut to Wonderland Racetrack day. Will and Skylar sit in the stands watching dog racing. Yeah, it's every time they cut to that dog racing thing, I'm like, God damn it. So I don't know, is that a, if that's a, if that's a Boston thing, maybe it's a Boston thing. So I was down at the fucking Nomar, I had money on the Nomar game, and fucking Nomar didn't come through, and fucking Pedro fucking, and then Clemens, god damn it. So I'm down at the fucking dog races at the fucking Wonderland track, right? God damn it. Fucking A, motherfucking, anyway. They're, so yeah, they're, they're uh, uh, they ad lib te- teasing. I like I like when when scripts do this because I do this. Exterior Wonderland racetrack. Will and Skylar sit in the stands. They ad lib teasing one another about England, Ireland, and America. So they're just they're just supposed to fucking just have a good time ripping on each other. Good job, good writing. So she's like, "You grew up around here." Ah, uh, yeah, not far uh, south Boston. How was that? Ah, uh, pretty boring, I guess. She smiles. I bet you have a great family. <laughs> I bet you have a great family. Ah, uh, you know, nothing special. Uh, you have a lot of brothers, brothers and sisters? Uh, do I have a lot of brothers and sisters? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I mean, I'm Irish Catholic, so I, what do you think? How many? Uh, you wouldn't believe if I told you. What, five? She shakes his head. Seven? Uh, Will shakes his head. Come on. I got 12 big brothers. Not a chance. Yep, you're looking at lucky number 13. Page 52, guys. Uh, 52-ish. Ah, uh, bullshit. I swear to God. Ah, uh, your house must be so to have been a zoo. Ah, uh, it was great. There was always someone to play with, always somebody to give you advice, you know. Ah, uh, do you know all their names? Of course I do. They're my brothers. Well, Maki, Ricky, Danny, Terry, Mikey, Davey, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, Johnny, and Brian. Do you keep in touch with them? All the time. Yeah, we live in Southie. I live with three of them right now. Scholar smiles. I want to meet them. All right, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Okay. Cut to... Interior, Sean's apartment. As we pan across Sean's small apartment, we find it strewn with dirty clothes and the stink, uh, the sink full of dishes. Although, if it weren't for the clutter, the place would be pretty bare. A framed Sports Illustrated cover featuring a dirty, la- a dirty fucking Larry Bird and entitled Celtic Pro- fucking Pride. Celtic fucking Pride's on the wall. God damn it. Uh, Sean sits at his fucking table. <laughs> Uh, next to another nearly empty bottle of bush, bush bills. So he, he likes that bush mills. He's deep in thought. Cut to interior Sean's office. Will strolls into the office. Will just strolls on in. Sean's waiting there behind his desk. He seems different, more calm. Will and Sean stare at each other for a long moment. Will, uh, you again. How's the painting coming? Come with me. So they leave. Here we go. Here we go. This is where this fucking film goes into uh, good Good, good stuff mode. Come with me. So they cut to Boston Common. It's a cop, Boston Common, all right? Uh, Sean and Will sit in the bleachers at the uh, mostly empty park. They look over a small pond in which a group of school children on a field trip ride the famous swan boats. Uh, this is the best scene in, honestly, one of the best scenes in my lifetime as far as film goes. 
best acted for sure. It's, it won him the Oscar. Um, I don't know how much these kids wrote, but here we're going to give it a shot. Um, hang with me, kids. Uh, we'll turn it up a little bit and uh, try to get through some of the greatest writing and, and filmmaking around. Take a drink. Boop, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. All right, so Will. So what's with this place? Uh, yeah, what you guys like? You got a swan fetish? Is this something you'd like to talk about? I thought about what you said to me the other day about my painting. Huh. I stayed up half the night thinking about it. Something occurred to me. I fell into a deep, peaceful sleep and haven't thought about you since. You know what occurred to me? No. You're just a kid. You don't have the faintest idea of what you're talking about. Why, thank you. It's all right. You've never been out of Boston. Nope. So if I asked you about art, you'd probably give me the skinny on every art book ever written. Michelangelo. I know a lot about him. Life's work, political aspirations, him and the Pope, sexual orientation, the whole works, right? I bet you can't tell me what it smells like in the Sistine Chapel. You never actually stood there and looked up at that beautiful ceiling. Seen that. If I ask you about women, Probably give me a silver, so your personal favorites. You may have even been laid a few times. But you can't tell me what it feels like to wake up next to a woman and feel truly happy. You're a tough kid. I ask you about war, you'd probably uh, throw Shakespeare at me, right? Once more into the breach, dear friends. But you've never been near one. You've never held your best friend's head in your lap and watch him gasp his last breath looking to you for help. When I ask you about love, you'd probably quote me a sonnet. But you've never looked at a woman and been totally vulnerable. Known someone that could level you with her eyes feeling like God put an angel on earth just for you. Who could rescue you from the depths of hell. And you wouldn't know what it's like to be her angel. To have that love for her be there forever. Through anything. Through cancer. And you wouldn't know about sleeping, sitting up in a hospital room for two months, holding her hand, because the doctors could see in your eyes that the terms visiting hours don't apply to you. You don't know about real loss, because that only occurs when you love something more than you love yourself. I doubt you've ever dared to love anybody that much. I look at you, I don't see an intelligent, confident man. I see a cocky, scared, kid. But you're a genius, Will. No one denies that. No one could possibly understand the depths of you. But you presume to know everything about me because you saw a painting of mine. You ripped my f***ing life apart. You're an orphan, right? Do you think I'd know the first thing about how hard your life has been? How you feel? Who you are? 
Because I read all of the twist. Does that encapsulate you? Personally, I don't give a shit about all that because you know what? I can't learn anything from you. I can't read in some book. Unless you want to talk about you, who you are. Then I'm fascinated. I'm in. But you don't want to do that, do you, sport? You're terrified of what you might say. You move, chief. Please remain in your seat until the light turns on.